Welcome to Stock Gamblers. I am George Howell. And I am Chris Carbonara. What is going on? Uh, I you are you're back from assignment. Back from assignment. Yes. Um I don't even know what my assignment was, but I think it had something to do with drinking down the shore this past weekend. Oh, that was uh, why you was missed a good time. The, the show you were drinking. Oh, you want to bring that up. Okay. All right. You want to go there. Well, I mean, I, I did a all show right. all by myself <laughs> saying that you were on assignment, yeah. so you could all have made right, something right. up. Well, <laughs> Drinking's fine. Well, I was on assignment. I was trying to, I was trying to research the effects of um, distance learning with uh, uh, an autistic youth. How's that? Does that sound good? <laughs> Fair enough. All right. But I'm back, and I'm back, and I'm full power now today. All right. Live from Wallingford, Pennsylvania. <laughs> That's where I am. Where are you from, George? Where are you calling from? I'm uh, I'm in Hershey today, so uh, yeah, we're we're doing it. All right. Uh, what okay, uh, welcome what's to been Stock going Gamblers. on with you? What anything new and exciting? Oh, let's see. Um, wrapping up my uh, season as far as playing music. Uh, my last show is going to be on November fourth um, down in Tuckahoe, New Jersey. It's a four-setter instead of three-sets, so it'll be from 6 to 10 p.m. at my favorite crazy hangout, Lavares, in uh, Woodbine, New Jersey. Actually, no, in Tuckahoe, New Jersey. And then other than that, I just want to, um, you know, do nothing for about six months. But unfortunately, you know, we got the 9 to 5 to worry about, so I have to actually work. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I like doing nothing over the winter as well. I would like to shout out um, a very, very, uh, what's what I'm looking for, fantastic brewery that we visited. We, we've been there several times before. Are we allowed to talk about brand names on here if it's a place we sure, like? Sure, yeah. That's a question. Yeah, London. As I say it, London. Ludlam Island Brewery. Ludlam Island Brewery in um, Ocean View, New Jersey. Woodmine, New Jersey-ish. Fantastic microbrewery. It's probably like my fourth time, maybe fifth time going there. Um, had their, what was the pumpkin one called? Becky? Pumpkin Becky or something? It the, was really good. One pumpkin is called Becky. Yeah, that's a really good one Becky. if you're in that area. Um, Now's a good one. time to head down there. It's uh, an espresso stout uh, pumpkin beer. Oh, that was so good. Now, I did try a sour fruit, which I normally wouldn't like, but I, I liked it. I definitely um, enjoyed it more than I, I thought I would. Normally, I'm but, not uh, a sour guy, but I, I did like that one. That one was a good one yeah. as well. So, yeah, Ludlam Island Brewing. If you're ever in uh, Ocean View, New Jersey, that is a good one. You and I uh, haunt Fantastic. that place throughout the summer. <laughs> I actually showed up wearing one of those shirts, and the woman's like, oh, look, we're twins. And I felt like a real <laughs> dork. <laughs> but the well, best part was is after – well, she did. After a couple of pints, though, our, our significant others kind of wandered over to where the swag was. Ooh, look at this. Ooh, you can hear the, the, the hangers clinking. Ooh, look at that. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, this looks good on you. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, that was, going up. that was expensive <laughs> and not because of the drinking. <laughs> exactly. It's hard, it's hard to find or it's hard uh, having a, a brewery that you like and uh, a brewery that has apparel that your wife likes. Yes, uh, but you know what they say, happy happy wife, happy life. So I'm, I'm a firm believer in that. As opposed to happy husband, eh, who cares? So. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Well, yeah, uh, that, was a, that was quite a nice uh, long walk on the beach you and I had together. 
Our wives were there too. I just wanted to put that in there. And our dogs were there too as well. There's photographic evidence of that. So uh, when George says that we were taking a walk on the beach, uh, take it lightly. Okay. This is not our flag. Our flag is death. Okay. We're not mm. on, We're not going there yet. Okay. Not there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> no, of course not. Of course not. But by the way, that is a fantastic show, by the way. Our flag means death. It's fantastic. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> All right. So to recap from last week, uh, U.S. jobless claims recently dropped to a nine-month low of 198,000, indicating minimum layoffs in a resilient labor market. The decline, which surpassed econ- economists' uh, dream- expectations, brought new unemployment claims below to the $200,000 threshold. Sorry, the 200,000 threshold for the first time since mid-January. While the economy continues to grow and businesses, main, businesses maintain demand, there are signs of a cooling labor market with slower hiring and wage growth. Same old story again and again. Yeah, I, I do see it, though, because I, I, I'm on Indeed a lot with um, – I have students that try to get jobs. And the amount of jobs even from a few months ago versus now is a lot less than it was before. I, I did definitely took note of that. And also, I was reading an article talking about how the great resignation is finally over, and now it's like the great firing, because now <laughs> all that things, the equilibrium is starting to, to go back to where it was. So right. now, you know, now that there's not such a crunch trying to get people into the buildings, bosses can now go, you know what, you're fired. So it seems a little bit, a little bit, the, the power dynamic has shifted back to where it used to be. I, uh, I I got an email from our company. Oh, Boomerang employees. We love Boomerang employees. Yay. Welcome back. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> uh, Boomerang employees, if you don't know, are people that left during the Great Resignation doing the, oh, I'm going to follow my life's dream mm-hmm. or whatever that you figure out that you're going to do. Teach Mongolian free jazz. And you <laughs> come crawling back two years later. Not there's anything wrong with that again. but Of uh, course you not. Know. I've um, crawled back to jobs before. No, oh, I've I've crawled back to companies plenty of times. I've I've the uh, first ten years of my life were working back and forth between the same two companies. Whoever would give me more money <laughs> was one of them. Teleview. One of them was the now defunct Teleview. That it, that is correct. Yeah, the Merv Griffin Company. Yeah, once yeah once Merv died, we knew the writing was on the wall. You know, because <laughs> he couldn't protect his empire anymore. <laughs> yeah move on to some stock news possibly netflix is raising the prices of its basic and premium plans big surprise in the u.s to 11.99 and 22.99 per month respectively while the ad supported and standard tier prices remain unchanged this increase also applies to the uk and france with corresponding price adjustments the hike comes as netflix continues to grow recently adding 8.76 million subscribers bringing its global total to 247.15 million and plans to introduce new features and content in the coming months. Wow, that beast just keeps getting bigger. Man, I don't I don't get Netflix. I um I used to be a stock owner. I I mm-hmm. sold my stock when Disney announced Disney Plus because I said, "Man, screw it. Netflix is too bloated." They keep borrowing mm-hmm. billions of dollars to make content. I don't know how they're going to keep going forever. And they keep raising mm-hmm. their prices. They they start cracking down on passwords. And their subscribership is at an all-time high. So, obviously, I'm the moron in the room. Uh, I've, I just wonder how long people are going to keep 
paying for Netflix because I don't know how you feel about it. Obviously, your relationship with it is different than mine because you have children. But when I go to Netflix, I see a bunch of stuff I don't want to watch. Um, I actually do watch Netflix. There, there's a lot on there that I like. Um, there's a few there's series that I like. That's how I finally, finally got to watch Breaking Bad. You know, so I was happy about that. And Better Call Saul. Absolutely. Uh, and again, yeah, as you mentioned, of course, my, my kids, I mean, they're older. They're in their 20s, but, you know, they're on it more than I am. And I'll be honest with you. I have not looked on purpose. I have not looked at the billing because I don't want to know how much it's going up. <laughs> I, just, I probably signed up when it was still like 2 or $3 a month or something ridiculous like that, and I haven't checked it since, so I'm staying away from it. Right. But I do own some. I own a little bit of uh, Netflix stock. Like, they have they have some excellent shows. Like, uh, you know, I mean, everyone loves uh, uh, Stranger Things, and mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, they, they, you know, there's this a is bunch us? of stuff. Is that on there? there? But Black Mirror. Like, I think... Or, yeah, but uh, yeah, I man, it, it is definitely starting to get to the price that cable used to be just for one streaming platform. And right. Which uh, defeats the purpose. That was the whole point of it. All right. Hey, your favorite stock, Disney. <laughs> what about Disney? Ah, why don't you tell us, George? Disney disclosed ESPN's financial details, revealing that the sports network generated $12.6 billion in revenue for nine months ending July 1st, a slight increase from $12.3 billion in the same period the previous year. However, operating income during the span was $1.9 billion, down from $2.1 billion year over year. Wells Fargo analyst Stephen Cahill commented on the durability of ESPN's growth and empathized that the real challenge will arise when ESPN launches its direct-to-consumer streaming service. Um, hmm. I I still think it's a sure bet. I mean, their revenue is going up, their operating cost is going down, and they're getting into sports betting. I, I don't know wow. why everyone has been down on ESPN for the past few years. No, I, I can't figure that either. There's nowhere to go but up. I mean, especially with, um, I mean, just the sheer level of their their coverage. I mean, you could watch Tiddlywinks. You could watch, uh, you could watch anything. I always think of the Ocho. Uh, you could watch Dodgeball on ESPN's The Ocho. <laughs> they I mean, even when I when I scroll through, I mean, there's literally, I could pick how many different sports that I feel like I want to watch. And then I won't watch them, but that's not the point. Well, especially um, with ESPN, ESPN Plus and, and all the hockey that they right. have. I mean, once uh-huh. they took all the hockey away from NBC, it, it it's crazy how much content they have and how many games that are available. Hey, was that where we were watching uh, the Caps game? Was that uh, on ESPN? Yeah, that right? was on, on ESPN Saturday? Plus. Okay, yeah. I mean, I'm so happy hockey season's underway. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I mean, that... Disney is one of those companies where the CEO actually matters. You know, like Starbucks mm-hmm. is definitely one of those where uh, every time, uh, what's his name, the the founder comes back in. I can't remember his mm-hmm. name off the top of my head. Then right. everyone celebrates and stock goes up. Michael Eisner mm-hmm. being at Disney, that that's one that makes a big difference. So I, oh, absolutely. I think it will happen. You want to take the next one? Yeah, absolutely. 
Costco Wholesale Corporation announced the CEO Craig Jelinek will step down on January 1st and will be succeeded by Ron Vacris, a 40-year company veteran. Vacris, who began his career at Costco as a forklift driver, so there's still hope for me, has held various significant roles within the company and has been serving as its president and chief operating officer since February of 2022. Jelinek will continue an advisory role until April to assist with the transition and will remain on the board with the possibility of re-election in January. You mean re-election of the board? I guess. I guess that's what they mean. Yeah. I, I want to um, be on the board somewhere. <laughs> I, you can be on my board if you want. You want to buy stock okay. on Winning Moon? <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, I, I don't think that this is really significant. I, I think that Costco will probably continue moving on, but uh, I mm-hmm. mean, it's a five hundred dollar stock, so it, it right, pretty big deal. Mm-hmm. Chevron has announced plans to acquire Hess in an all-stock deal valued at $53 billion. Wow. The acquisition allows Chevron to diversify its portfolio and gain entry into an Exxon-led partnership overseeing a majority, sorry, overseeing a major oil discovery in Guana as well as obtaining additional U.S. shale assets, primarily in North Dakota. The move closely following ExxonMobil's purchase of Pioneer Natural Resources signifies the oil industry's belief in sustained demand for oil, even as many nations transition toward renewable energy sources. What do you think? By the way, that's Guyana. Just Guyana? So you know. It was Guyana. So. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you. I'm glad you're smarter um, than I am. I think there there aren't enough um, oil companies that are like conglomerates you know they need more oil companies need to be joining together to make like a, a, a huge super oil company there's not enough of that in this world um i mean hey chevron's a big name and if they're acquiring has only 53 billion it sounds like a steal to me <laughs> i i think it goes to show but, that there's I mean, still a lot of room left for uh for oil to make money there's still a lot of room absolutely. for stocks to perform um mm-hmm. i mean it's not my favorite uh place to put my money but i i am definitely diversified into mm-hmm. uh natural resources um mm-hmm. man i it's surprising that they're buying hess because the other half of hess got sold off to speedway forever ago uh oh really yeah um yeah all the hess gas stations went away speedway mm-hmm. came in they started selling the truck mm-hmm. online I, I guess they'll continue to sell mm-hmm. the truck at christmas time but uh mm-hmm. yeah it just goes to show you that um they, oil is still going to be a big part of uh, everyone's financial future for a very long time oh absolutely absolutely uh, moving on rising borrowing ex- rising borrowing expenses and a combination of inflation falling customer demand and record high interest rates are pushing numerous american companies toward bankruptcy Companies such as Party City, uh, Bed Bath & Beyond, and Rite Aid have recently filed for bankruptcy, with some restructuring their debt or altering their business models. The Federal Reserve's increased rate hikes make refinancing more challenging, leading to a surge in debt defaults and insolvencies, with companies like WeWork, Sportsman's Warehouse, Children's Place, Sleep Number, wow, and Funko placing, uh, facing potential liquidity concerns. Wow, that's a big surprise to me. Um, sleep number and Funko, huh? Oof. What is Funko? I, heard, I, I don't I, know what Funko is. 
Ah, Funko are those weird-looking vinyl dolls. They're about yay big, and they come in like sci-fi or rock and roll or various. I have one in the next room. I can run and grab it and show it to you while you're talking, and I'll run and grab it. But so um, like they're really big with things. Yes, okay. they're big at Hot Topic. Hot Topic has like a whole shelf of them. Okay. You can see them at Spencer's. You can see them at the GameStop has them. A lot of places have them. Right. Uh, I'm surprised, though, because they're pretty popular. But it also it also leads into something I wanted to talk about before is sometimes you, you lean towards a stock because the company is such a good company, right? But then you realize just because the company is doing well doesn't mean the stock's doing well. well and I know or that's, just because I know, you really like the product doesn't mean that they know what they're doing. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. And and that's something that's been hard for me to let go of because I'm like, I love this. I'm going to buy the stock in this. Stock's that bad? Oh, crap. I'm going to oh, make something else then. That's the trap I fall into all the time. You know, I never mm -hmm. think, oh, I'm I'm going to buy stock in those bastards at Comcast who ruined my life, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Which is true. Why won't the internet work? I'm buying stock in you. <laughs> it doesn't... It doesn't like connect in your head that way. So, yeah, I always buy uh, I always buy stock in every piece of crap that's gonna tank because I, I really like the product. That's a shame too. <laughs> GoPro, <you know? laughs> GoPro is only four dollars. Let me ride it all the way down. I still cannot believe that one. You know, I think we talked about it on several shows. I cannot believe it's such a good product it has such a crappy stock. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So I guess that's why I'm a moron. So looking at these, WeWork is uh. Man, we work. Their their annual net income is negative. Uh, what is that? Is that negative? I can't even read this thing. It's so bad. Anyway, they're losing four percent of their revenue, uh, or four percent four percent of all their holdings a, a year. Did you ever understand? I'm unfamiliar we work? with that. Uh, well, I'm unfamiliar with that. What is WeWork? WeWork is one of those areas uh the the places where they have like the uh you rent office space so you can go and and you know work from a desk or a Look chair for or yeah. sofa or whatever or rent a conference room for even more money mm -hmm. like we work has been we work they got investment money from softbank so the the same people that had uh arm and uh uh, T-Mobile and, and a bunch of other mm -hmm. tech things. And apparently it was like completely mismanaged by the original owner. So I'm, I'm not like... surprised that they're in the situation they're in now. But Sportsman mm -hmm. Warehouse, I mean, all... all I'm surprised by Sleep Number. Brick and mortar really, stores are starting to do bad Sleep Number, I'm surprised <sighs> by. Know. Because that yeah. was like the proprietary, like, mm -hmm. I have an awesome bed kind of a thing. It, does right. all kinds of tricks normally I have to put a <laughs> quarter in a bed at a hotel for that kind of a thing but um <laughs> children's place i never understood because it's just a clothing store for children every mm -hmm. every normal clothing store sells ki kids clothes i don't know why this one's right. special just because they mm -hmm. specialize in kids clothes so yeah and there's it, less and less there's less it, people it, spending like money on like named kids clothes everyone just goes to walmart now and it's like you know what you know this kid's gonna outgrow it in two weeks let's just grab a bunch of stuff off the rack here you know? i i would i wish that were the case i wish people were going yeah you know what johnny's gonna just grow out of his crap in three months i don't care if it has a <laughs> hole in it or 
if he's complaining <laughs> about his toes hurting at the end of it, you know, like, but, uh, I, I see so many kids wearing Nikes. I, well, and that's I, a, sneakers are sneakers are a different thing. Or are you talking Nike in general? Nike, Nike sneakers. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's a whole other culture. Okay. I work with a lot of, um, early twenties men right. that are basketball coaches and it is like a subculture of they'll each have 20 or 30 pairs of sneakers that are at least three or $400 each. Oh, it's the, unbelievable. The neurosis involved in sneakers correct collectors is, is like legit. I mean, like that needs to There's be a convention. That needs to be something on, on the scale just by itself. Can we exploit that. Can we exploit that somehow? Maybe we should start <laughs> making shoes that stock gambler Steve shoes. Madden. Steve Madden. <laughs> our our sneakers will have a little wheel in it. You spin it and the company will show up in it and tell you which ones to buy. <laughs> then at the end of the week, someone comes and takes your shoes because you lost all your money. <laughs> I, I but I, I don't I don't get this. sneaker collecting. <laughs> not that I'm not wasting money on a bunch of stuff that I shouldn't be. You know, I. I Mm-hmm. I collect all kinds of audio and video gear that isn't worth anything except for making this lousy show. But uh, right, right. You know, like, you're going to go out and spend $500 on something. You can't even wear it. And then it's going to deteriorate in 20 years and be worthless. Exactly. Exactly. At least this stuff we could repurpose. Like I could repurpose my four track for the uh, podcast to record a board mix when I'm playing out live. So there's other things that I can do with this stuff. But a yeah, sneaker can... is just a sneaker. I can I can sell mine a little later for uh, for an eight ball of coke so I don't have to uh, you know do something uh, dirty later uh, when when everything goes <laughs> bad when everything goes bad <laughs> well when everything goes bad I'm gonna be selling off all my wife's gold just for drinking water so <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> all right so uh, I forget whose turn it is <laughs> we got so off topic. <laughs> Uh, We were just talking about the rising borrowing expenses. Right. Next one is several stocks. Several stocks stocks that have significantly underperformed in the past month are poised for recovery, a trend known as mean reversion trade. EFTs, like the industrial select sector, SPDR, EFT, material uh, select sector, SPDR, ETF, um, and Invesco S&P 500 equal weight consumer discretionary ETF have all lagged behind the S&P 500 due to rising interest rates and economic concerns. However, historical data from 22V research indicates that such underperforming stocks often rebound, suggesting investors might consider buying these undervalued stocks anticipating potential gains. Um, this is covered by two of the normal rules in stock trading. The first yes. one is the one that you like to refer to all the time, and, and I'll let you <laughs> take that one away. Go ahead. But buy, oh, I forgot what it was. Buy um, low. Buy right. low and sell sell low. Buy low and sell high. Buy right, right, right. High. Buy low, sell high. High risk, high reward. Um, <laughs> the second one is... Uh, Beat people at Motley Fool like Warren Buffett by investing your money in the S&P 500. <laughs> okay. I, like I, I mean, like, right. you know, that, that was... It that doesn't was flow proven. off, though. It doesn't flow like the other one, but... It, it was a million-dollar bet. Warren Buffett put his money on an S&P 500 futures, and he beat Motley Fool's picks. So I, I don't... 
know why this is news other than maybe someone pointing out that now is opportune timing. But see, that's the thing. Um, when they, I say they, but when they say it's an opportune time to do it, that's when you lose money. I mean, that's if right. I followed any recommendations, it's like, oh, yeah, it's, now's a good time. It, oh, it went low, so it's going to go back up. Nah, it never nah. goes back up. Not when I invest in it. <laughs> Not in this economy. <laughs> no, no. But continuing on that topic. Okay. Go ahead. The S&P 500 index dropped below its 200-day moving average for the first time in over six months, ending a consecutive four-day decline at its lowest point since June 1st. This downturn also negated all gains from its summer surge, which peaked in late July. Despite this bearish sign, here we go, some technical analysts believe the S&P 500 has entered an oversold territory, hinting at a potential upward trajectory in the near future. Oh, come on. <laughs> bye, bye, bye. Uh, I think of Matthew McConaughey in uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Just like, nobody knows if it's going to go up. Nobody knows if it's going to go down. You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was the best cause... cameo in that movie ever. That was. <laughs> Those are rookie numbers, son. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean. Oh, God, I don't know. <laughs> Microsoft Keep reported. Profits of $2.99 per share, surpassing the expected 2.65 with its Azure cloud business experiencing a 28% growth, outperforming the forecasted 25 to 26%. The impressive performance coupled with stronger revenues across various business segments led to a 4.1% rise in Microsoft shares in post-report trading. (laughs) The stock has seen a 36% surge in 2023, driven by Microsoft's significant investment in OpenAI, AI software integration into Bing, and the anticipated impact of the recent Activision acquisition. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The recent um, Activision acquisition. Big fan of Microsoft. Um, I, I, uh, I'm glad Azure is gaining share. Uh, anything to disrupt uh, Amazon's complete monopoly over uh, web services. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, Microsoft still remains one of my favorite stocks. I'm, I'm glad I own it. Well, um, you are doing some foreshadowing here because <laughs> um, that is one of my picks, but also because I used to own Activision and uh, recently because of the purchase, uh, my shares were cashed out, so I got like some money to spend. So, uh, pay some bills, buy some Microsoft. Who knows? It might be in you're the a, it might be in the cards. You're a fool for waiting on buying back in. I didn't have access to it. I know it's a long <laughs> story. We're not going to get into that now, but uh, I do have some some uh, some bills to pay first. But um, I mean, one of the things I like about depending upon what you trade on is that you don't have to buy the full, what's it trading at now? Like 300 and something like 380 a share or something. I don't know, uh, something like let that. me look that one up. Cause uh, that I, is an excellent question. I have it right here. I can look. Uh, of course I'm a moron. I'm this sitting is called in front prep. of the computer and I pull out my phone and wait for everything to load up. <laughs> Hey, idiot, take the longest time ever to figure out. 3.30. 3.30, okay. All right. So, I mean, 
I'm definitely I'm I'm jumping on that. Yeah, buy high. (laughs) (laughs) Stop. All right. (laughs) I forget where are we now. Are we at Chinese stocks or are we at Bitcoin? That's right, Bitcoin's back in the news, isn't it? Bitcoin's price surged over 12% within 24 hours to approximately $34,400, driven by optimism surrounding the potential launch of a spot Bitcoin exchange traded fund, an ETF. The momentum for a Bitcoin ETF has grown with crypto enthusiasts eyeing the conversion of the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust into an ETF and other financial institutions like BlackRock applying to offer spot Bitcoin ETFs. However, the Securities and Exchange Commission's approval is still pending. And while the sentiment remains bullish, there are varying options on how much further Bitcoin's price may rise in the short term. Uh, I was watching um, news this morning around 5.30 in the morning, and that was actually one of the big stories, was how Bit- all of a sudden Bitcoin is back. You know? uh, yeah, but I don't know you- why. It, it's crazy to me. Um, uh, I'm I, still I, not going near it. Like, I, I, I see all this. Like, I see this story here, and I think of, you know, Ben Parker in the first Spider-Man movie. You know, even the computers <laughs> need analysts. You know, like, even <laughs> even cryptocurrencies need ETFs. You know, it, it, it's uh-huh. just no one understands how cryptocurrency works. But I don't know how how you can have an ETF with it. I don't either. And, and that means like you're investing in a fund, right? Uh, I mean, it, it's being <laughs> rumored that the central bank is is trying to work on a cryptocurrency to uh, mm-hmm. work in tandem with the dollar. I, I I I understand there is an opportunity to make money here. Uh, it fits in mm-hmm. very well with uh, with the gambling. Uh, uh, that we do for investing, but um, mm-hmm. I I don't understand how it works, and it really bothers me that it's still being pushed. But whatever, what what do I know? I do know that Is Chinese the, um, stocks have wiped out gains from the past four and a half years, with the CSI 300 <sighs> index dropping more than one percent to the lowest close since February 2019. Wow. This decline was intensified by reports that Foxconn, a major supplier for Apple, has its mainland offices raided by tax authorities. Concurrently, the Chinese yuan has significantly weakened against the U.S. dollar this year, prompting interventions in the currency market and leading to Chinese investors offloading U.S. stocks and bonds at the quickest rate in four years. But they can't buy property in Florida. (laughs) Did you hear that? No, I didn't. DeSantis made it illegal for for Chinese nationalists to buy property in Florida. I mean, I I was under the impression that um, non-American citizens couldn't buy property or own businesses in this country. So I don't know. I'm sure there's a way around it, <laughs> like anything else. I'm I'm sure there is, but. You know, it's uh, do what I say, not as I do. Um, right. Do you think I'm really intrigued? What's that? I'm intrigued by this uh, that that being raided by tax authorities. That, that sounds interesting. I'm not surprised. Don't play. But what do you what do you think the overall picture for this is? Because I I see this story and I see this as a pretty significant turning point. I just don't know what it means yet. Mm-hmm. Um. 
I'm actually quite shocked that that their yawn is that poor in, in relationship to our dollar. I thought they were like pretty neck and neck for, for they, a while. But. They were. Um, then they had the, um, the issues where the country wasn't growing as much as they thought it was. They had all those empty empty c- cities full of high-rises mm-hmm. that they're now bulldozing or uh, or they're still just sitting vacant. Uh, part of the Chinese economy was running on the uh, idea that if you build cities, it will keep the industry moving. So mm-hmm. it, it will create uh, artificial demand and, and, artifi- and artificial uh, uh, profits and and people will just move into it but no one moved into any of those cities so <laughs> i i don't know here. if this is foretelling of anything to come up where you know we we've been under the impression for the past few years that china has a rock solid economy and mm-hmm. uh they're getting yep. ready to invade taiwan and take over the world they mm-hmm. they're defending the the china China Sea and 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 they're propped up to really you know take on the entire rest of the world but maybe even more so with deals with uh, Russia North Korea maybe even Saudi Arabia they're they're pushing bricks uh, as an alternative to to oil so is this is this a crack in the armor could be could be something to keep an eye on definitely I mean especially if they're really pushing down. I, I don't know if it's a response to the the semiconductor deal that they started really pushing into uh, companies that are operating in China that aren't owned by uh, you know by the government or mm-hmm. natives in in China, mm-hmm. but um, uh, like is is part of this retaliatory? Is, is this? Uh, I have no idea tied in with the economy i I don't know all right who knows so this is uh looks like a new segment we got here is that a new segment this is a new segment while you were on assignment last week you want some music new segment called moron of the week and uh i just moron of the week (laughs) yeah like us moron of the week uh (laughs) just because i i found another one i added it again this is about an off-duty Alaska Airlines pilot, Joseph D. Emerson, who was arrested after allegedly trying to disable the engines of Alaska Flight 2059, Ooh. operated by Horizon Air during its journey from Seattle uh, Painfield International Airport to San Francisco. The flight was diverted to Portland, Oregon, but the aircraft's main pilots managed to maintain control and power of the plane. Emerson was arrested upon landing and faces 83 counts of attempted murder with the incident deemed unrelated to terrorism by authorities. Wow. Okay, that's a moron. Yeah, yeah you're a, a pilot and Joe. you're trying to bring a plane down? Joey Jojo, what are you doing? Is that like um, suicide by work or something? Or <laughs> I guess. Like, what was the goal? I mean, he was going to be on that plane, right? Uh, he was I, on that plane. It wasn't like he was, he was messing plane, with yeah. it. Right. It wasn't like he was messing with it and being like, ha ha, watch this, Zephyrs. No, he actually <laughs> was on the plane. So. Won't give me free cocktails anymore. <laughs> Can't drink while I'm <laughs> flying. Screw this company. <laughs> I'm bringing it all down. Have me do a short turnaround to fly to freaking Guam. <laughs> I'll show you. 
Wow. So yeah, what do, what do we give JoJo for his uh, his stupidity for moron of the week? Should we Jail give him time. an award? Jail <laughs> time. <laughs> Eighty-three counts. Is that how many people were on the plane? I'm wondering. Eighty-three I, counts. I assume. Yeah. It has to be. Right. That's a small flight. Then maybe that's why he was doing it. I don't know. Only so how does that work then? Does that include himself, or or is it 83 plus M? That's true. That's true. I have not been on a flight that had less than. illegal. That's true. So what? Oh, I get what you're saying now. So maybe one of the attempts of murder would be himself. Maybe. Hmm. Okay. Cool. Wow. Looks like we're moving on to your favorite time of the night, huh? And roll them roll dice. Roll them dice. Roll them dice. All right. All right. This segment, we pick five random companies, and we say whether or not we would buy. First company, Kellogg Company. I would buy Kellogg. I would buy Kellogg. They've been around a long time. Um, they keep me regular, so I'm going <laughs> to buy, I'm gonna at buy the, Kellogg. At the end of a long night of partying, I enjoy a good bowl of sugary cereal. Also, uh, <laughs> Pop-Tarts are good construction food. Oh, yeah. Pop-Tarts are a godsend. You can actually use them as bread on a sandwich. Have you ever done that before? <laughs> Be like a, that's like, like the KFC Double Down, but the breakfast version. Yes, <laughs> yes. You, or like the ones the you see at Arby's. Where they get like a donut, and they cut the donut in half, the Krispy Kreme, <laughs> and then they put a burger on it. What? How American is that? I love it. Are you are you a big Krispy uh, Kreme fan? You know, I was. There used to be one in Delco right around the corner practically, and I used to take you know, my son there when he was little because it was, God, it was a place to go for an hour, first of all. And also because <laughs> you'd watch him going on the conveyor belt, getting the chocolate or getting the glaze on him. And they're they're a pretty good product. Now, there's a local donut place that's better than that in Chester called Fatso's. But, you know, generally speaking, for a brand, a company, yeah, I love them. I, um, I used to really like Krispy Kreme until I started getting them fresh. And I don't understand the appeal of, of fresh Krispy Kreme really? donuts. Oh, like that, okay. that goes Too completely spongy? over my head. Like you, you take Too this airy? Like hot wad and throw it in your mouth, but you don't even need to chew. It just oh, slides easy down your throat. Easy there. Like, <laughs> I, like you'd walk up. I want to feed my gullet. Oh, oh, oh. Like, it, uh, you, you don't even chew it. I, I don't understand it. Yeah. But be careful talking about a hot wads going in your mouth. Though, okay. Well, just, you, know, you got the reference yeah. then. <laughs> What is that number two? I can't tell. Uh, Con, Conning. Phillips. L- like you, Phillips NV. I can't even pronounce this. K O N I N K L I L I J K E. Phillips NV. Who's our producer? Fire that person right Yeah, now. I'm fired. <laughs> it's Phillips, um, right? company phillips yeah sure what what do you think buy or not uh i'm not gonna buy till i know the name of the company i'm gonna skip that one. <laughs> can't even pronounce the damn thing oh all right so it is phillips Ooh. phillips global phillips okay all right um nah i ain't gonna buy it. yeah mm-hmm. just phillips i i had no idea that they had all that other stuff in front of their names neither did i so just because of that, just because I can't pronounce it, I don't feel right in buying. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's fair. That's fair. I've, I've bought stocks for less reasons than that. Occidental Petroleum Corporation. 
Uh, it's got petroleum in it. I say bye. And my line of thinking also, anything anything sucking up natural resources, buy it. They're all consolidating yep. and making everyone else rich. And at some point, there will be hardly any oil left, and maybe they'll go through the roof. Uh, I I thought we talked about before how we may or may not have already hit peak oil, but Yeah, we did talk about that, yeah. yeah. Uh, Spotify, uh, technology, SA. I buy. Really? I buy Spotify. Yeah. I say no. Yeah. Um, why? Uh, because that car is about to crash. Uh, I, I, I do not okay. think that there's any more market share they can capture. And that, th- that ship sank uh, about a year ago with all of my money. Um, I think they're just going to maintain. Anything, anything due to the fact that they get, they've gotten a lot of bad press um, about their uh, payout to musicians? Is that factoring into it too? Has that ever not been the case? I mean, they've always had no, but I've, I'm noticing it more and more. I don't know if it's becoming more of an outcry than it used to be, but I don't know. But I don't know any streaming company that does treat musicians well. That's true. That's a good point. Um, so they're all pretty much the same. Yeah, I, I just I don't know where they're going to get more people. You know, like what 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 are they going to come up with to try and raise their um, their subscribership, they uh, they brought podcasts on and, and gave Joe mm-hmm. Rogan a $100 million deal. Uh, yes. That probably won't get renewed. Um, they they just started audiobook streaming, which caps listeners at 10 or 15 hours a month unless you pay mm. another $10. Right. So I... Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know what gimmick they're going to come up with to try and bring people on. I think right now they're just trying to hang on to the people they have. Okay. That's fair. Unless unless they get rid of their free account or start raising prices, just like Netflix. Yeah. Exactly. You can get the third tier. General Motors General Company. General Motors. Um, uh, that's a tough one. With, uh, I say no. Absolutely not. Between the between the strike and between how uh, right. their self-driving cars are getting pulled because of safety concerns, this company needs uh, to figure something out. They have a mm-hmm. uh, I agree. they have a Ford electric vehicle problem. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that was our five picks for Road M Dice. Looks like uh, most of them weren't buys, really. Okay. All right, let's talk about the stock game. It is coming to well, it has ended. Uh, we are now done with the stock game. Chris and I both lost, but I still beat you. Uh, we uh, we had a test account in there that was set up with half of its money allocated to the S&P 500, and that beat both mm-hmm. of our butts. So uh, you and I... Uh, so the S&P beat us. Yeah, S&P 500 was the, holds true. So, What was the margin? What was the margin of victory for you? For me? I, I won by $4,000. Yes, what percentage is that? Huh? Yeah, make it sound good. Okay, help me out here. Like one percent difference or two percent difference. You know, four thousand uh, dollars could be you know a lot, or it could percent. be a little. I beat you by four okay. percent. All right, I'll, I'll take that. I wasn't yeah, a math so, major. So we have <laughs> concluded our stock game for this time. Uh, if you would like to join in on the next time, uh, Carbo, when are we starting that back up again? 
I would like to start that up uh, probably next episode, but we can always give it a, an episode or two just to uh, give people a chance to sign up. Let's give it an extra I'll week. We're going to be starting that up on November the 7th if you would like to Woo! compete against us on uh, on our virtual stock exchange. All you have to do is become a Patreon subscriber for at least $5 a month. If you do that, you get this show ad-free. Also, you get to compete against us on the stock, uh, virtual stock market, and get our bonus content. So that can yeah. be found at patreon.com slash stockgamblers. Teach us a thing or two. Come on. Come in and whoop Help us. Help these morons out. Help these morons out. <laughs> oh, I want to talk about one of my picks. No, I want to talk about Motley Fool's picks. All right. What uh, what does Motley Fool have to say? How are they going to teach you how to lose your money quickly? Well, here this actually this actually makes sense for change, and this kind of goes into what you were saying earlier about the 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 huge huge uh, monopoly that Amazon has on uh, things in general, I guess. Over the past two decades, Amazon has revolutionized convenience with concepts like next day delivery and vast product selection. However, a South Korean e-commerce giant, Coupang has achieved the remarkable feat of outperforming Amazon in its own game. Coupang offers its Rocket Wow members unparalleled convenience, allowing them to leave products on their doorstep for returns, enjoy free dawn or next day delivery, rapid grocery deliver, and access to Coupang's Play. It's similar to Amazon Prime Video. Coupang's mission is clear, to make every customer wonder how they ever lived without it. Coupang's revenue stream can be categorized into two main segments. Product commerce, which includes Coupang branded products, third-party offerings, grocery delivery, and associated advertising, and then developing offerings such as Coupang Eats, Coupang Play, Coupang Pay, international operations, and assorted advertising. Notably, Coupang boasts a dominant position in South Korea's e-commerce market, capturing about 88% of its domestic market thanks to its strategically located logistics center, serves over 70% of the population. The strong market position combined with an expanding product portfolio gives Coupang considerable future potential. The company has been investing heavily in infrastructure, but recent financial results show a shift towards focusing on net income and free cash flow. While some concerns exist, such as potential slower growth, margin compression, Coupang's strong cash position and its leadership of its co-founding provide of its co-founder provide stability. Additionally, Geopolitical concerns due to South Korea's location near a hostile neighbor highlight potential risks, but not to overshadow the company's potential. So in summary, Coupang has risen as a formidable competitor to Amazon by offering unparalleled convenience in the South Korean market. With its dominant market position, expanding product offerings, and improving financials, Coupang presents a compelling investment opportunity, although risks related to growth and geopolitical factors should always be considered. I like it. It sounds good. I'm going to look more into Coupang. I um I love the name Rocket Wow. <laughs> Cuz mm -hmm. I mean like that that just makes sense to me. It's like Rocket Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but um so I I'm on board. I this is a, a Motley Fool pick I actually agree with. My only concern of course is how big is the South Korean market? I mean just saying in general. It's not the biggest country in the world. I yeah. don't see them expanding service much. Um, right. South Korea is known for their excellent high-speed internet throughout the entire mm -hmm. country, but uh, a lot of that has to do with uh, 
South Korea not being a very large country. Right. Mm -hmm. That's my only concern, but that's something I want to look at, too. Yeah. All right. Moving on to Barron's picks. Um, Barron's, um, well, uh, they have said that Germany is on a mission to take over the world in electric vehicles. Again? Uh, <laughs> BMW's electric vehicle sales have grown with battery electric vehicles, accounting for 15% of the company's total sales in the third quarter, a rise from under 9% the previous year. Although challenges like pricing pressures exist, uh, Jeffrey's analyst, Philippi... Just say Philippe. Philippe... <laughs> Hushi remains optimistic about BMW stock, highlighting its capital efficiency, strong balance sheet, and strategic decisions regarding its Chinese business. Hushi has set a potential target price for BMW stock at $143, indicating a possible 41% wow. increase. That is a large margin to grow. And I could yeah. totally see how BMW would start selling uh, 15% of its inventory being made up of electric vehicles because their gas mileage on their cars suck. Yeah, for for luxury, I mean, they're not. That's not what they're known for. <laughs> right. Um, I think even my my Volvo is even better than them. I think. <laughs> so I I I do agree with this one. I, I think that the BMW doubling down on electric vehicles is pretty uh, compelling reason to get the stock. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What do you thinking for this week? Too. Where, uh, where, where's the uh, C well, taking you for uh, my pick? first pick? And I actually had this pick before I even read the script today. But the first pick I'm going with is Microsoft. And the reason I'm going with Microsoft is because I've owned shares of Activision, as I mentioned earlier. I've owned them for a few years now. And since they've been bought out by Microsoft, my shares have been cashed out. So I'm looking to turn that right over to Microsoft, although I've already missed a window for that. It's still a fairly, pricely a fairly pricey stock. But again, if you're using a platform like Robinhood or any platform that allows you to buy, invest per dollar instead of per share, they could actually be a steal eventually. But for my second pick, again, we kind of uh, gave a little foreshadowing. I'm going with Marathon Oil. Marathon Oil Company engages in the exploration, production, and marketing of liquid hydrocarbons and natural gas. It operates through the following two segments, United States and International. Doi. The U.S. segment engages in oil and gas exploration, development, and production activities in the U.S. The international segment engages in oil and gas development and production across international locations, primarily in Equatorial Guinea and the United Kingdom. The company was founded in 1887, so we're talking some real old oil barons, and it's headquartered in Houston, Texas. Again, oil barons. There's no particular rhyme or reason other than I like fossil fuels, and in all seriousness, no, the stock has been up, wow, 1,187% since its IPO and 53% over the last five years. So that's what I'm going with, Microsoft and Marathon Oil. What is Marathon at right now? I want to say, I just looked at it before we started. Yeah. I mean, not, not bad. Wow. I, uh, I used to own Marathon Oil. Uh, I owned it really? for dollars a share. And mm -hmm. then, um, you know, whatever happens that they decide to sell, <laughs> sell your shares away from you like you got with Microsoft. So I got bought mm -hmm. out cheap, and now they're worth 
dollars a share, which is uh, mm-hmm. funny because didn't they get in a lot of trouble about uh, like uh, didn't they have a leak in California? I know they've had gas leaks in California. Mm-hmm. They they uh, they keep getting in trouble for leaking product everywhere. Um, I'm not saying it's a bad pick. I'm just surprised that uh, you're picking it now. <laughs> hey, uh, moron, like I told you. <laughs> well, we're both morons, so that works. What, we sp- what are we supposed to do, you moron? Yeah, well, what else am I supposed to put my money into? <laughs> um, my pick for this week is Costco. Costco is a global retail giant known for its membership-based warehouse club model. It operates large no-frill stores where companies, sorry, where customers pay an annual fee for access to bulk quantities of wide range of products at competitive prices. Costco prioritizes quality, private label brands, and employee satisfaction, making it a unique and successful player in the retail industry. Uh, I do shop at Costco. I buy most of my groceries at Costco in bulk. My friends make fun of me for being a doomsday prepper because of the quantity I buy food in. (laughs) But uh, I I love it. I think it's the best way. Costco, Sam's Club, BJ's, any of those wholesale clubs, I think it's the best way to uh, cut corners with cost and and to really uh, save money that you can spend in other places. Um, It's how... Do you find it more... Do you find it more of a value now with inflation as it was? I find it to be about like, the same. Are there? But prices in grocery stores are going up, is what I'm saying. So are they going up comparable with them? I, I think or they are. They are. Still the best um, deal in town. I, I think it's harder to notice because, uh, like at Costco before, if you uh, if you looked at like green beans, the average price of a uh, can of green beans from Costco was about 80 cents a can by the time you mm-hmm. bought the pack now it's up over a dollar so it is it is going up but I, I find mm-hmm. it to be uh, kind of in relation to the regular groceries mm-hmm. um, the, I, I I just think it, it's the same where the value in the savings is buying in bulk um, mm-hmm. you're you're not getting a you're not getting out of the woods for free with that because, you know, then you have to cook all your own food, which mm-hmm. takes time. And uh, that annual annual fee too. annual fee. Much. Well, that, that's not significant at all. But okay. do they um, do they offer grocery delivery? Sorry. Do they offer grocery delivery uh, through Instacart? Yeah, you can get grocery delivery. OK, cool. Um, nice. You can get it. You can get Costco delivered to you from Instacart if you do not have a uh a Instacart subscription, you pay significantly more per item. Mm, um, okay. If you do have a membership, then you enter your membership info in and you get it for club prices. But um, oh, okay. I, I do find Costco to be of incredible value still. And I, I do love a company where uh, board members threaten to kill people if they raise the price of the hot dogs sold in the club. <laughs> so, Really? Yeah, there there was a board meeting where uh, Jim Jim Senegal once said that he would kill yeah. someone if they if they raised the price for the hot dog and a soda above a dollar fifty that it's wow. been priced at for years. All right. So okay. anyone anyone that passionate about a buck fifty hot dog and a and a soda, 
I, I, I can get behind. So I, I, I love Costco. I don't know why, but that reminded me of one of my friends when I worked at QVC who got told off by Barry Diller. He was just a production guy. He wasn't doing anything wrong. He was just doing his thing, and he, like, dropped a light or something before they were doing a promo. And Barry Diller just leans over and goes, I would like to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> and back then, he was Mr. Burns. You know, back then, you know, he owned QVC, he owned all the companies, and, and every time he walked by, people would shake in their boots. <laughs> so I'm just trying to imagine this poor guy, like, I would like to kill you. <laughs> like, oh, crap. <laughs> that reminded me of that for some reason. But I'm a big fan of Costco just because even when, while BJ's was doing their thing, Costco was paying their employees like twice as much. So they just seem to be more employee invested than some places. Yeah. Yeah. They're supposed to be a good, uh, good place to work. My, my board meetings kind of go the same uh, with Waning Moon where, <laughs> you know, I get into an argument and go, I'll kill you. But it doesn't work because I'm. I'm every physician on the board, so I'm right, just threatening right, right. to kill myself. Well, again, that's against the law. <laughs> right. I could that, turn you in. Yeah, that, that is murder. So. <laughs> I lost track of this. The wheels are falling off this wagon. Where are we now? Okay. Well, that's what happens when you <laughs> kick the tires. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Uh, that about um, concludes I, I, our show. Uh, feel free I, to write in. Give I think us we need to picks. do a live remote. You know, uh, write us at stockgamblersshow at gmail.com. You can find out more about our show at stockgamblers.net. Anything you want to cover? I was thinking maybe I was thinking I want to do a live uh, remote broadcast from the brewery that we were talking about. I want to do a live show from there. <laughs> well, that's uh, all I wanted to add. We could we could definitely plan a meetup at uh, at the brewery or other places. Uh, we would love to hear mm -hmm. from you with any suggestions if you do want to do a meetup. Yes. In the meantime, if you could help us out by promoting the show, you know, let a friend know about the show, vote for or uh, review our sh our show on iTunes or Spotify or iHeartMedia or wherever you get this show. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that that about wraps it up for this week. The new wraps virtual stock exchange game will be back on November 7th. So uh, become a Patreon member by then. So listen, um, I'm going to need you guys to help me beat George in this. Okay. So I need your ideas for stocks that I can do so I can beat this mf -er, Okay. Because he will not let it go. You have no idea what happens once we hit, once we hit stop on this show, you have no idea the hell that I go through. Okay, I feel better now. Thank you. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna emotionally <laughs> abuse him for losing because he's a big loser and I'm a big winner and that's what happens. Oh, yeah. Losers get tortured. Okay, that is true. Losers ride in the back. Losers don't get sunflower seeds. Man, you're you're from Philly. You know how it is. You you burn stuff down when you guys win. You know, like I know. You don't want to see us lose, especially tonight if it happens. <laughs> I'm shutting all the lights off in my house. I'm pulling all my shades down if the Phillies lose. I ain't taking a chance. All right. That's it. We're, right. uh, we're done for uh, for this week. Well, uh, I will be back with this loser next week. Um, thank and you for listening. I will be back with this loser next week. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. See you all. Keep, Keep gambling. gambling on those stocks. <laughs>